Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Welcome to 40 Days of Prayer. Why do we do church-wide studies? Why do we as a church try to grow together and bring us together on the same page? We do this so as one family, we can grow and walk out our life with Christ. Most of the problems in our lives, if we think about it, if we think back to decisions and things that have happened in our lives, most of them come from spiritual immaturity. When we're spiritually immature, we make bad decisions. We make bad choices. When we are spiritually immature, we make our decisions off of how we feel, how our feelings are affected, and how we respond to those is how we make decisions when we are spiritually immature. When we're spiritually immature, that's when our feelings influence our decisions. Our feelings, though, if you know this, you've all lived this, how many people here have made a bad decision on how you feel? We've all done it. We know that our feelings can mislead us most of the time. And the other thing with our feelings is our feelings change from time to time. And so you may feel one way today, but you'll feel a different way tomorrow. And if you make a decision today on how you feel, you might regret that decision tomorrow. The Bible tells us that if we want to grow, and the, that we need to get closer to God, and the Bible tells us that it is also God's will for us to grow. Mature people make decisions based on truth, not feelings. So on Holy Spirit Weekend, we had the children come up on the Sunday night, and they, they did a song, they um, sang a song to us, and they did it through sang language, and it was amazing. And see, the, here's the thing. Kids are cute. Babies are cute. But a child that does not grow up, that's not cute. That's actually tragic. It is possible to grow old and not ever grow up. You know as well as I do, I know a lot of people who are mature in age, but spiritually and emotionally immature. And we all know those people. God wants us to be spiritually strong. He wants us to be men and women of God. In Ephesians 4.14 we read, We are not meant to remain as children at the mercy of every chance. Wind of teaching. Instead, we are meant to hold firmly to the truth in love and grow in every way into Christ. Before we actually get into the subject of prayer in this 40 days of prayer, I want us to look at why we do what we're going to do over the next eight weeks. We're going to talk about growing in the Spirit, and we're going to look at six laws of spiritual growth. Number one, we grow when we feed on God's Word. This is our soul food. This is what we nourish our spirit with. Matthew 4, 
4 says, Jesus says this, People need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. What if you only ate one big meal every week? Can you imagine you go to the Mandarin for a buffet every Saturday, but that's the only meal you eat for your whole week? How many people know that's not healthy? That's not a healthy diet. That's not how we're going to nourish our bodies. That is not a healthy decision. But so many of us, some of us, we never feed on God's Word. We only read God's Word when we're sitting right here, right now in church. Some of us, we may read God's Word every day, but is it actually something we consume? Is it something that we soak into our bodies and take the nourishment out of? Because we all know that we can read God's Word, but have it nothing affect us. Paul writes this in Acts 20. says this, Paul says in verse 32, The Word of grace is able to build you up and give you all the blessings that God has for His people. When we consume God's Word, it gives us grace and it's able to build us up. It's able to nourish us. So how do we feed ourselves? There's six ways. If you hold up your hand and think of your palm and your hand, you think of the pinky fingers, how we hear the Word of God. Our ring fingers, how we read the Word of God. Our middle finger is studying the Word of God. And your first finger is memorizing the Scriptures. Your thumb will be to meditate on the Word of God. And then your palm is to apply it to our lives. During the 40 days of prayer, we will use all six of these in our steps. This is how we're going to study the Word of God. We're going to hear it. We're going to read it. We're going to study it. We're going to memorize it. And we're going to meditate on it, and then we need to apply it to our lives. So our action step, the first thing that you need to do as we enter into these 40 days of prayer, you need to make a decision. Your action step is to spend a daily time with God for the next 40 days. That's the next 40 days. Make sure that you set aside time to spend with God every day. That could be five minutes, 10 minutes. 15 minutes or 30 minutes that you are going to set aside to feed on the Word of God. Point number two, we grow when we learn in different ways. See, God loves diversity. He never copies things. He does things differently. He never makes clones. Every one of us is unique. Every one of us has a unique fingerprint. Every one of us has a unique eye print. That also means we all have a different way that we learn. We have a different learning style. And Luke 3, verse 8, it says, In many different ways, John preached the good news to the people. Why did John the Baptist use different styles of teaching? Because we all learn differently. The four most common ways that we learn is one, by listening. We audibly hear it. Another way is by watching or reading. We're visual. Another is by talking. We are verbal or oral. We listen and we verbalize. And when people talk and we talk about it, when we discuss it, that's how we learn. Another one is by doing it. Physically being active and applying it and using a skill. Job 33 says, God speaks in different ways. 
and we don't always recognize his voice. See, we always ask the question as we grow up in the church, why don't people grow? Why don't people spiritually grow? A lot of times it's as simple as people, most people don't take notes. And if you don't take notes, how many people know you will forget what is preached by Wednesday? You will forget what you heard by Wednesday. Some of us forget by the time we're done eating lunch. We might say, oh, that was a good message, but we don't remember what it was about. We'll take notes in school so we can apply it to our lives and look back at it and remember how to do it. But for some reason we get in church, we don't. The other reason is that we all have different learning styles. And so in this study, as we go through the 40 days of the Word, we are going to use all four major learning styles for reinforcement. It's like hitting a nail four times. We are going to be reading the Word, we're going to be hearing the Word, we're going to be studying it, memorizing, meditating on it, and doing it in a group. We're going to encourage you to join a group. You can still join a group right now. Does this make sense? Does this make sense that we're going to try to grow in a different way? If you've never been a part of a small group, join a group. Even if you've missed the first week, join a group. And when you join a group, you're able to discuss it and talk about it. You're going to hear how other people think about something, and you might learn something just by somebody else's idea. Point number three, we grow when we develop a spiritual habit. See, your character is the sum of the total of your habits. We can't say that we have a quality of kindness unless it's habitual, unless we are regularly kind. We can't say that we are um, patient if we're not regularly patient. If one day you're patient, but every other day you're impatient, you can't say, well, I'm patient because today I was patient. You have to be regularly patient to be patient. Spiritual disciplines, devotional practices, habits of prayer, quiet times, personal Bible study, solitude, tithing, fellowship, fasting, serving, listening, journaling. These are all building blocks. These are things that we put into our lives that we build off of. These are things that we grow off of as we begin to put them into our lives. Um, Craig Rochelle is listening to his podcast that he did this new, in the new year, and he was saying that he instills one new habit in his life every year. And by doing that, he has created all these disciplines in his life. And he said that everybody thinks he's so disciplined. And one year, I forget how many years ago, it was years ago, he started applying disciplines to his life because he knew he wasn't disciplined. And the first thing that he ever applied to his life was he started flossing. He would floss his teeth twice a day. And as he flossed his teeth, he would say, I am disciplined. I am applying a discipline to my life. And because he was able to do a year of flossing, he continues to floss, but he's applied so many other disciplines to his life. And today, you can make the choice to start it. So how do we develop habits? Repetition and practice. It takes six weeks every day to build a habit. If you do something for the next six weeks, if you do something every day throughout this study, you will now have a new habit. It will be created in you. Your body will be used to it. Your mind will be used to it. That this is what you do and how you do it. It's the same as so many of us. 
can get in the car and drive home from work and not even realize we drove home and we're home. It's a habit. We've just done it. You know how to do it and you almost space out. But you can now create habits in your life. Some of you wake up at the same time every day and you can do it with an alarm clock because your body has created a habit for itself because you've done it for so many years. This is what we're talking about. John 3, 13, 17 says this, now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you practice them. It's about practicing. We have to apply it. We have to practice it, continue to practice it, continue to practice it, and continue to practice it so it becomes a part of our lives. I know as I've coached sports and I tell Miles and I know myself, the way you practice is the way you apply. If you don't practice hard, you will not play hard. If you don't practice the Word of God and spend time with Him when it comes to witness or to apply it to your life, you won't have it to be able to share because you haven't practiced it. If you want to have it to share, you need to practice. Hebrews 5.14 says, Solid food is for mature people whose minds have been trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. If we don't have the Word in God in us, we can't practice to understand the difference between good and evil. If we don't understand it, we can't apply it. The difference between successful and unsuccessful people is that successful people develop habits that others won't. Successful people do regularly what unsuccessful people seldom do. Successful people do regularly what unsuccessful people seldom do. We got the Super Bowl coming up and Tom Brady is playing in it again. And Tom Brady, Brady is the oldest quarterback in the NFL. And why is he still able to play at this age? There was an article, he released his own book, and in it he talks about uh, the list of his habits that he does every day to keep him healthy and in enough shape to continue to play in the NFL. And one of the things, I'm just going to read to you his morning. This is all he does in the morning. In the morning, he wakes up at 6 a.m. He also wakes up at 6 a.m. every day because he's able to go to bed at 8.30 p.m. He goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. He's up at 6 a.m. because he knows how many hours he needs to be able to operate at the level that he needs to operate. He immediately, as soon as he wakes up at 6 a.m., he goes and he grabs a glass of water and he drinks 20 ounces of water. He makes sure his body is hydrated. He, keeps, he drinks 20 ounces of water. Then he showers and he drinks a smoothie right away. And then he starts his workout at 8 a.m. He's lifting weights and working out at 8 a.m. When his workout is over, he drinks a protein shake within 20 minutes of his workout because he says and he understands that if he doesn't consume that protein within 20 minutes, then his body starts um, eating at his muscles to get the protein that it needs. So to restore his body to proper health, he consumes the protein. In our spiritual walk, we need to make sure that we're nourishing our body with the Word of God so it doesn't start starving itself and withering away. Then he normally has a snack at 11 a.m. because he's hungry before lunch and he's already had a protein shake, uh, protein shake a smoothie, he's had his water, and then when it comes to 11 a.m., he's having a snack. Now understand this, all of this has happened before 11 a.m., all of it. See, the reason he's still able to play is because he is so disciplined. Most of us aren't willing to be that disciplined. And so, so many times they say, and I've said it before, the difference between a professional athlete and an amateur athlete is about 10,000 
hours of practice. 10,000 hours of practice. This is why he's able to do what he does. 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, All good athletes train hard and practice to get better. They do it to win a prize that won't last. But we practice to win a prize that will last forever. And this is why we're doing this study. This is why we're doing 40 days of prayer. That we will focus on these four habits to strengthen us. Now, one of the habits we're going to encourage you to do, the four habits that we're talking about, one of them is habit of weekly gathering of large groups to worship. A habit of weekly large group worship. That's this. This is why we come together. It strengthens us in our walk with the Lord. It grows us to come together. Another habit is this. A habit of small group fellowship. Small group fellowship. That's when you join a small group. That's when you connect together. And so again, I encourage you, join a small group. Join one today. Even if you haven't, if you think you missed the first week, go. Get a part of a group. This is how we get strengthened in our walk with God. This is how Jesus structured the church for your support. Large and small. Large and small. Big worship together. Small fellowship together. All together. Weekly. Both. Not just one. Acts 2.46 says this. Every day the believers had the habit of meeting together in the temple courts to worship together. And also in their homes, they ate together and celebrated with happy and thankful hearts. They praised God and the whole community liked what they saw in these people. As a result, the Lord added to their groups daily as their neighbors were being saved. As your neighbors see you coming together, as they see this family, this fellowship, this is what they're learning, yearning for. This is what they're, they're desiring. And if you do this together, this is how you witness to your neighbors. Showing them Christ's love by coming together in a large group to worship Him and meeting together and to have fellowship together. To be a strong believer, we need both. The other thing then is a habit of daily time alone with God. Prayer and Bible reading. This is the other habit. This is habit number three of spending time with God to have a daily time alone with Him. No distractions. Turn your phone off. Don't, don't do devotions on your phone. Pull out a paper Bible. There's no notifications jumping off your paper Bible. There's notifications on your phone. Do some daily time of prayer and Bible reading. The habit, habit number four, habit number four is memorizing God's Word. A habit of it. A habit of memorizing God's Word. You, Pastor Carlo told you when you come to our house, there's sticky notes on our mirrors. They're notes, they're memory verses, they're verses in the Bible to encourage us, to strengthen us, to declare over our lives. And we use these to lift ourselves up on a daily basis. This is the four habits to strengthen us. Meeting together in a large group. Meeting together in a small group. Spending time with the Lord and memorizing His Word. If you would like to succeed in life, I want you to know the only promise of success in the Bible is to grow into God. This is what John said, Joshua says in verse, chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Always remember 
what is written in this book. Read it and think about it every day. Be sure to obey everything written in it. If you do, if you do this, you will be prosperous and successful in your life. This is the promise of God. If we read and think about it every day and obey it, and if we do this, we'll be prosperous and successful in our life. Do you think God is lying here? Do you think the Bible is lying? Or do you believe that this is true? So how to, now, to help you with these four habits, you have the study guide. You have the workbook of 40 days of prayer. Get one of these workbooks. You can still get one today. If you want a workbook, if you want to join a small group, see Pastor Charles, sign up at the back, call the church office, and we will get you plugged in. And when you get this workbook, you just work your way through it, and it's going to help create these spiritual habits. It's going to help create these strengthening habits in your life. So point number four, we grow when we help each other grow. See, spiritual growth is relational. It's better when we do it together. It's better when we uh, help each other grow in our spiritual walk. Romans 1.12 says this, I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. This is how we grow. See, the fact is this. You will never grow to spiritual maturity by yourself. You must have other people in your life. God wired us this way. That's why right from the beginning, he said to Adam, it is not good for men to be alone. We need people with us. We need people to grow with us. And we learn from one another. Do you know that in the Bible, there's 56 commands that you cannot obey unless you're in a small group, unless you're fellowshipping together. 56 of them. Some of them are love one another, care for one another, help one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, serve one another, share with one another, build each other up, be there for each other. You can't do it in a crowd like this. You can't do it just on Sundays. You need to do it in a small group. You need to be in fellowship with one another. Relationships are essential to spiritual growth because the number one skill God wants us to learn is love. Love. And we only grow in a community with others. We learn how to love when we're in a community with others. Hebrews 10, 24, verse Uh, 10 24 verse 25 it says this let us be concerned for one another to help one another to show love and to do good let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing instead let us encourage one another all the more so your action step is to join a small group connect with one another be a part of this grow Right now, even if you want to, just contact the office, contact the church, sign up, join a small group. I can't say it enough to do this together, fellowship together, grow together. Point number five, we grow when we expect to grow. It's the faith factor. This is what we talk about all the time. 
When you come to church with a level of expectation, you'll be surprised how God moves. That's why God moves so well this morning. That's why God moves so well this, this Sunday is because you showed up expecting and wanting God to move. And when you come prayed up and ready, you'll be surprised by what he does. When Pastor Matt was here on the Holy Spirit weekend, he encouraged us as leadership. He asked the question, if, every, if you came to church and you prayed for the Sunday morning service and asked yourself, if everybody prayed for Sunday the way I prayed for Sunday, what would that affect? How would that affect? Do you pray at all? If everybody prayed the same amount of you, what does that look like? Does that mean everybody prayed a lot? Does that mean everybody prayed a little? What do you come with the expectation? And then he asked the question, what if everybody came and worshipped like you do? Would worship be fulfilling to God or not? It's challenging for me. How am I praying for Sunday? How am I worshipping when I show up on a Sunday morning? It challenged me to go, what am I expecting? What is God going to do? It's the faith factor. We grow when we expect to grow. Matthew 9, 29 says, Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Where's your faith at? Where are you this morning? Where are you this week? Where is your faith going to be? Do you know what God is doing in your life right now? Do you know what he's doing? Exactly what you expect him to do. Exactly what you expect him to do. Are you expecting to grow? Are you expecting a miracle? Are you expecting a breakthrough? If you're expecting it, he's working on it. That's what he's doing. Set a goal. Set a goal for what you expect God to do. And you need to start this study, this church-wide study, you need to start this study with a spirit of faith. I'm going to grow a lot in the next 40 days. I'm going to strengthen my walk with God in the next 40 days. I'm going to develop for the first time a time, a disciplined time to stay with, spend with God every day. I'm going to develop a relationship with God that I've never had before in the next 40 days. What is your level of expectation. Point number six, we grow when we commit to grow. We grow when we commit to grow. See, the fact is this, growth is not automatic. Growth is not automatic. You have to be intentional about it. You have to make a choice. You must choose to grow. You must choose to grow. You must set aside time to grow. We grow when we commit to. We make changes in our life when we commit to. This is reality. So question for you. One year for today, will you be spiritually stronger? One year from today, will you be spiritually stronger? Only if you intend to be. Only if you have a goal to be. Only if it's what you've committed to do. And sometimes the only way we make a commitment is to be tired of the way that it is and wanting something different. Wanting something personal. Wanting something deeper with God. So a very personal question 
is how badly do you want to grow? Do you really want to grow? Or do you want to just be a spiritual baby? Do you just want to stay where you are? Do you just want to be totally fine with the way things are? Because no matter how you are in your relationship with God, no matter where you are in your relationship with God, there is something more. We talked about it as staff, as Pastor Matt told us after last weekend, he said, just press in a little more. Just press in a little deeper with God. We were talking about pressing, and we were talking about when you're um, working out, when you're trying to press more weight, that sometimes to press more weight, you're struggling, you're at a wall. Sometimes pressing more weight is you're just adding two and a half pounds on each side. You're just pressing five more pounds. Five more pounds. And when you press that five more pounds, you're going to break through and you'll be able to grow even faster and farther. Some people here, maybe you're going to press 50 pounds. But no matter where you are in your walk with God, press, press, press deeper, press on, press into Him. What are you actually willing to do over the next 40 days in this study? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, God says this, you will find me when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. That's the message version. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will find me when you get serious about finding me and when you want it more than anything else. When you want to find God more than anything else, you will find Him. So your action step, making a covenant with others. Making a covenant with somebody else saying, this is what I'm going to do. So tell your neighbor, lean over to somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Lean over to your spouse and say, let's do this together. Let's grow, de- let's grow together. Let's, you know what, let's skip watching this TV show and spend time with God instead. Let's make sure that between these time and this time, we're going to just spend time with God. We're going to read our word. We're going to turn off our phones and we're going to sit together or we're going to sit separately. We're going to spend time with God. Nehemiah 9.38 says this, In the view of all this, we are making a covenant together in writing, and all of us are signing our names to it. Are you willing? As you lean over and say, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do, why don't you just take the extra step? Why don't you just write out a little note to each other and just write out, this is what we're going to do, and sign it. And make a covenant with one another. This is what we're going to do. Hey, how about we join a small group together? Let's sign a covenant now. You know, for that matter of fact, get up now and just go to the back and sign up. I don't mind. Get up and sign up right now. Pause the podcast and call the office and sign up right now for a small group. Why? Why are we going to do this? Because my prayer is, our prayer is, that you will be committed to your personal growth I'm committed to your personal growth. I'm hoping that you will. I and our leadership want to see you grow. We want to see you go deeper in your walk with God, deeper than you've ever gone before, deeper than you've ever imagined before, that you will hear the voice of God because you know it, because you feed on His Word daily. And when you feed on His Word daily, you will receive His Word and you will hear His voice. Because my goal is this, 2 Corinthians 13.9, our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. Our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. 
even more mature than you are now, you'll become so much more. So here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. What are you going to do for the next eight weeks? You have a choice. And here is your choice. These are your only two choices. This is it. There's no third choice. There's one or two. That's all there is. Choice number one. You will do nothing except come to church on Sundays. And you will miss out and watch everyone else around you grow and benefit from this study. Or number two, you can get serious about the most important part of your life, and that is your walk with Jesus Christ, and you will develop some new habits today. So what are you going to do? Do nothing or get serious. It's totally up to you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this study that we're entering into. I thank you so much that you're able to move in people's lives. And Lord, your promises are true that if we truly are serious about seeking you, we will find you and we will have an impact with you and you will touch our lives and you will change our lives. So Father, today, help us make the choice that will affect our destiny. Help us today to make the choice to get serious about you. Lord, help us today to commit to new ways and new relationships. Lord, help us today to connect with you in a deeper way. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 